Hi, I'm Kerry Williams, and I'm a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. This is the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. My name is Kerry Williams, and if you don't know me already, I am a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. I am an online course creator specialising in life purpose and mindset. So it seemed like a good idea to have the first episode around how to overcome fear and pursue your dreams. So starting off getting straight into it because I don't have anything else to say from the start. Um, Let's just start with why fear can hold us back from pursuing our dreams. Now, there are various reasons of why this is the case. I mean, generally, we like the comfort of not taking a risk and the fear that taking a risk could take away our comfort. I think particularly in um, the Western world, our comfort is very, very, very important to us. We're also aware, looking at um, le- sort of less uh, privileged areas of the world that don't have the comfort we do, and we're or there's that little niggle in the back of our mind. I think that we uh, may, you know, that comfort could be taken away, um, as it could have, it, you know, has been in some other countries. People have had perfectly normal lives, and then something's happened and taken that away from them. I mean, look at Ukraine right now. Um, but that's just one small part of um, why we don't go after our goals due to the fear of taking the risk. There's other areas of this. I mean, for example, we worry what other people will think of us and they'll, they'll think we're getting too big for our boots. Who do we think we are? And there's a huge amount of social conditioning in society that encourages us to stay small and stay in our place, stay in our lanes. And... Um, I think this can be quite scary. I mean, we look back in throughout the history of how civilization has been and we look at things like the witch trials, things like that, where you would be persecuted for speaking out, doing something different. You know, they would particularly for women that they would think that you're a witch and you would get the treatment of being a witch and maybe end up tortured and executed. That sounds really quite horrific and extreme, but There is a certain element, particularly through the DNA of women, which is known as the witch wound, which is something we carry through, as I said, our DNA um, that has that in the back of our mind. It's the same reason why women tend to backstab each other probably more than men backstab each other, because during the witch trials, women would have had to to avoid being trolled as a witch. They would have had to maybe suggest other people and they would have had to throw their friends, even their daughters, their mothers, their sisters, essentially under the bus to avoid getting persecuted or tried for being a witch. And I think that echoes a lot in our society right now. But from the area of fear, this is a good reason why we are fearful. Uh, And then there's obviously the other side of things, the what if we fail? Public failure is embarrassing. And unless you've done the inner work to stop yourself from feeling embarrassed at public failure, from feeling, from caring what other people think about you, this is going to affect you. It's not unavoidable. As I said, there is inner work that you can do. Um, Quite many people nowadays are reaching the point where they actually just don't really care what other people don't think, what other people think of them. Um, And I think this is good so long as it is to the degree that you care about what those people that care about you think of you because you don't want to just go into life not caring what anybody thinks there are people that are really really important um, to you and their opinion does matter 
you know, your parents, your children, your siblings, your partner, your best friends, other members of your family, they, as long as you, you care about them, you're going to care what they think about you. But on a bigger scale, so long as what you are doing is not hurting anybody, and by hurting, I mean actually hurting, not just people getting weirdly offended or not liking the fact that you're doing something different to them. I think, yeah, so long as it's not hurting anybody, there is nothing to fear in that case. Um, I'll probably go into it later, but there's a whole bigger picture on why we need to stop worrying what other people think, really. Um, Now, what is the importance of overcoming your fears uh, to live a fulfilling life? Well, if you look through history, no one has ever achieved anything great by not overcoming their fears. Do you think that everybody who has ever been successful went into those things completely fearless unless they're a diagnosed well unless they're a psychopath or a, or a psychopath they're not going to, you know they're going to be scared everybody scares is scared unless you have those particular you know um mental uh cognitive distortions so they've all done it and if you're going to achieve anything great in your life and trust me you don't have very long in life none of us do And if you're going to actually contribute and make something great and leave a great legacy, you're going to have to face those fears and get past them. So going back to we only have a short amount of time here on Earth and we are meant to be doing something amazing and fulfilling with it. Otherwise, why are we here? Look at it from the grand scheme of things. Look at how long humans have existed on the Earth. Now, from a comfortable perspective, we're saying... I know, 200,000 years. Um, But there is evidence that actually shows that humans have been on the earth for over a million years, which is a really, really, really long time, to say the least. But look at how long you're here for. I think the average person lives to around, I think it's about 74 in the US or something. Um, But for the people I know, unless they die suddenly of something young, from dying of old age, most of them get to around, I don't know, their 80s, maybe their 90s. If you're really lucky and look after yourself, I say lucky, but if you really look after yourself, you you could live to over 100. That's quite possible. Quite a lot of people nowadays do live to over 100, way more than they used to. But if you look at it from the perspective of the average person lives 80 years, that is 80 years out of the potential million years that we've been here for. I will add into the notes where I've got my statistics or or actually put the, the literal statistics of, of these things and how long humans have lived on the earth because I'm not looking it up right now. It's just from what I've seen on things. Um, so they will be in the show notes, any references I've had, uh, sources to those. But yeah, so 80 years is nothing. And the world is going to go on for potentially hundreds of thousands, who knows, maybe millions of years after we're gone. And Think of how many humans have ever existed in the world and how many humans are existing in the world right now. There are over 8 billion people in the world. And you're just you. You're just individually you living your individual life. What have you got to lose, really? A hundred years ago, nobody knew you you were ever going to exist. And a hundred years from now, unless you do something amazing or something that leaves a great legacy, or any legacy, a good, a positive legacy, or worse, an absolutely horrendous negative legacy, 100 years from now, you're not going to be remembered. So all those little things you're scared of people seeing, 
and what people, you know, people's thinking about you doesn't matter. Because in 100 years time, it doesn't matter. So I always think that's something that's really, really worth thinking about. And as I sort of touched on briefly with legacy, wouldn't it be amazing to think that once our short life ends, that our loved ones are reflecting on our lives and being inspired by what we achieved? To think that, particularly as women, to think that we paved the way for those that came after us. To me, that's that's life changing just to even think about. I mean, I've got a daughter, I've got a niece, I've got friends who have got uh, daughters. And to think that I could do something amazing, that when I go, they would look back on me and go, yeah, Kerry did that. Auntie Kerry did that. Mum did that. Grandma did, you know, I'm not going to be grandma. Nan did that. Great Nan did that. Great aunt did that. And I, I'm, I have to carry on that legacy. I have to continue what she was doing. I have to continue being amazing and contributing to the world in a positive way. Isn't that just worth doing it for so i uh i think about two weeks ago i joined an online well it was a uh it was a, a few days workshop it was by the female entrepreneur association that's run by carrie green and carrie green was she's absolutely one of my idols i love her um and i'm a member of the female entrepreneur association but this was a, a free one you could just join and it was called the she means business challenge And on one of the live sessions, Carrie did something that it was something so small, but it really affected me in quite a profound way. And I just want to quickly do that right now for you. So obviously, if you're driving, maybe don't do this. I mean, it's not completely distracting, but don't do this. Maybe wait until you get to your destination. But if you're not driving and you're in a position where you can stop for five minutes, I want you to take your hand, your, your right hand and place it on where your heart is, to the point where you can feel your heart beating. So you can feel it beating, beating away. Do you feel it? One day that's, that heart's going to stop. That beating you can feel now, it's going to stop. So isn't it worth living an amazing, fulfilling life? living your life purpose, living that life where what you're doing lights you up, but not only lights you up, contributes to the world in a really positive manner. There'll be later podcasts that discuss this more, but this is kind of my raison d'etre. But while it's there, doing it, going for it. I mean, realistically, what what have you got to lose? You don't have to go all gung-ho in quit your job tomorrow and risk starving yourself or your family, take little steps. But I think it's worth doing. So I'm just going to go through some of the steps here that um, I think you need, the, the things you need to take if you are going to overcome your fear. So these are the four different points that we're going to be addressing in this podcast. So first of all, identifying your fear and then challenging your fear visualising your success. This is really, really strong, visualising your success. And finally, building a support system. Um, While I've got you, something that really helps with this is um, improving your mindset. As I said, um, mindset is one of the areas that I 
I work on. Basically, I help people get through my set blocks. But I have a freebie. It is a growth mindset guided visualization. And I'll leave a link to it in the um, in the show notes, the description. And basically, it's a 10 minute audio file that you can actually download onto your phone or wherever you are. And I am taking you reading. I'm taking you through a guided visualization that you can just listen to every morning. It's just 10 minutes and it will help boost your growth mindset so that you can go into the day with that growth mindset and have the um, the courage and the motivation to go for it in your day. So please, please download that. It will be really, really helpful. Those sort of things always really, really help me, which is why I created one. And hopefully you will love it. So number one is to identify your fear. Now, these are some examples of common fears that hold people back from pursuing their dreams. And I'll um, break them down a little bit as we go through them. Fear of failure. Well, I've already gone through that. Fear of rejection or criticism from others. So this is the other thing, fear of rejection. Are we scared that people we love are going to reject us if we achieve something great? And that's going to be in a later episode, I'm going to be discussing um, toxic environments and toxic relationships. And quite frankly, if people are going to be scared of your, if you're going to be rejected by people because of your success, you really need to um, reassess who you have in your life. Um, another one I went through right at the beginning was fear of the unknown or fear of uncertainty. Fear of not being good enough. Now, this is a beautiful little thing called, um, if you don't already know, imposter syndrome, which is something we all have. I have it about lots of things myself and it's a different, everyone has it. I mean, like really, really famous people have it. Oprah has it. Michelle Obama has it. Um, who is that? Meryl Streep is a very well-known one for having it. If you go through my Instagram, you'll find a quote um, by Meryl Streep about this. In fact, quotes by Oprah, Michelle and Michelle Obama and uh, Meryl Streep, I believe. But it is the fear that you are an imposter, a fraud, and that you are not good enough to be doing this. If everybody had stuck with their imposter syndrome and actually listened to it, nothing would ever get done in the world. Um, however, I do believe imposter syndrome. Men do get it, but I do believe women get it more than men do because we are conditioned to, you know, not really achieve things. As I said, it's in our DNA. So, um, oh, that's the point of podcasts like this. Pushing through it, breaking through it. We're as amazing as they are, if not more amazing. So yeah, fear of not being good enough is a really, really tough one. Fear of change. Again, that's that that comfort. The fear of breaking outside of the comfort and it not being as comfortable on the other side. Fear of success and the responsibilities that come with it. Obviously, I'm reading this off a, off a list on the screen. Um, this is a really funny one. This is quite, I think, one of uh, like a money mindset block of this one is the fear of success and responsibilities. Sometimes people, if they go into something where they know they will, if they succeed, make a lot of money in it. One of the fears they have is, oh, my God, what if I have a huge tax bill? How am I going to pay it? If you are having a huge tax bill... If you're starting today, you're not getting that huge tax bill next, bill next week. You're building up. And if you're getting a huge tax bill, trust me, you have the money to hire an accountant. You have the money to pay the tax bill. So don't panic. <laughs> that sort of thing. The fear of success and the responsibilities to come with it. That's just a small thing there. Um, fear of financial insecurity or failure. This is what I briefly touched on before. Is um, Drink every time I say um, I touched on this before. But um, the financial insecurity... I get this. Oh my God, do I get this? Um, I I quit my job. My uh, something I'll address in a, another episode. 
But I quit my job um, due to some problems I was having with the company um, back in January, no, February 2021, when we were supposed to be on a lockdown and they wouldn't let us work from home for no reason. Um, I went through a bit of something with them and eventually quit. I had spent years before having epic, epic anxiety and mental health problems and depression um, from being stuck in an office all the time and not having the freedom to do what I wanted to do with my life. And yep, in that February, I quit. And I have a part-time job now, but this is my main job. This is my main income. So, and do you think... That was terrifying. Like, I'm the sole breadwinner in my family. That was terrifying, but it got to the point where I had to do it. But what I would say is don't do that. Do not do that until you are ready to do that. Don't just quit your job tomorrow and go, do you know what? It's going to work for me because it takes a long time. So um, I wouldn't recommend that. But it doesn't mean that you can't start doing bits and, bo bits and bobs every day to start building on what you want to achieve with your life. So that's something to do with financial insecurity. Fear of being vulnerable and exposed. Well, yeah, but I t again, totally understand that one. Vulnerable, exposed, especially if you're somebody that doesn't have um, your heart on your sleeve quite as much as I do. Um, that can be scary. Fear of losing control or autonomy. Yeah, again, losing control. When we have a regular nine to five job, there is a certain amount of control we have over our lives there because someone else is specifically going to make sure they pay us every month um, or week or however often you get paid. And having that lack of control or simply in the area of if you're selling something, not knowing if somebody's going to buy it. Yeah, that's going to be a big fear for people. That's something, you know, to work on. And finally, fear of disappointment or regret. Don't we just have that all the time or is that just me? Fear that you are going to disappoint people, that you regret what you've done. Totally legitimate one. So that is one of the particular fears you would have in this. So um, how to identify and name your specific fear. Um, it is really, really important to do this, to go through that list. There will be the um, essentially the show notes of this episode is it's going to be my blog post for this week. It will be for every week. So head over to um, kerrywilliams.uk forward slash blog after this episode has come out and you'll get on the show notes and it will list everything you've just heard on here. So um, identifying it, it's important to do this as identifying what it is specifically is, is the first step to working on or removing the fear. It's very much like if you have an addiction, for example, um, it's quite commonly known that to admit to alcoholism is the first step in beating alcoholism. The, um, hi, I'm such and such, and I'm an alcoholic. Acknowledging that you have a problem is the first step to overcoming it. So acknowledging you have the fear is the first step to getting past the fear. So part number two of this, challenging the fear. So why is it important to challenge your fear instead of just avoiding it? Well, you have to work out why you have this fear so that you can prevent it from being subconsciously triggered again in the future. Uh, once again, knowing why you have it will help you to work on it and remove it. Um, for example, I remember watching a show years ago about fears and this woman had arachnophobia. Um, 
I totally understand that one. I have a certain element of that myself, but not to the degree she is. She would literally not be going, able to go into a room until she knew for well there were no spiders in that room. Um, so it was really, really affecting her life. But um, that's just it. It was affecting her life so much that she had to get help with it. And it's the same with your with any fear you have. It will affect your life in one way or another. And if you want to have complete freedom in your life, you need to remove this fear because that fear is going to be controlling you. So techniques for challenging your fear, such as exposure therapy and cognitive restructuring, seek professional help. If your fear is significantly impacting your life, seeking help from a mental health professional can provide you with the tools and support to overcome your fear. Go see a professional, basically in a nutshell. Go to um, see a, a therapist. Cognitive behavioural therapy is something that really, really helped me. And it's something I'm actually qualified in myself. Um, it's not something I actively practice with clients or anything, but it's a game changer. But just going to see somebody who can help with a particular fear or phobia is so, so worth it. It's such a big, uh, a worthy, not a big investment, a worthy investment for you to do. Um, another way of doing this is exposure therapy, which is gradually exposing yourself to the thing you fear in a controlled and safe environment can help reduce anxiety and desensitize you to the fear. Now, as I'm going back to um, the lady with the fear of spiders, the way that they helped her get past her fear of spiders was through little incremental steps uh, with her exposure to spiders. So the first one, for example, would have it would have just shown her a picture of a spider. And previously, she wouldn't even be able to look at a picture of a spider like it absolutely terrified her. But the more she kind of looked at it and really inspected it and realised that this picture can't hurt her, it's actually perfectly fine. Once she got to that point of normalising that, then they would go on to the next step which she would watch a video of a spider. And once she got used to the video of the spider, because exposure, eventually you will get used to it. That's just how the comfort zone works. You step out the comfort zone, it'll be uncomfortable, but then you'll be comfortable and you'll be able to step outside the next comfort zone um, like that. And eventually she got to the point where she literally could hold a spider in her hands because she got the exposure therapy had worked so well in these little incremental steps that she got past it and it was amazing. And it inspired me on the whole comfort, comfort um, zone thing moving forward. So another step in this is cognitive restructuring, which involves identifying negative or distorted thoughts related to the fear and replacing them with more positive and realistic thoughts. This can help to change the way you perceive and react to fear. Now, I mentioned earlier on my free growth mindset guided visualisation download. That is a small part of my mindset reset toolkit which is currently only nine pounds that's right nine pound it is a four module mini course which covers things like cognitive restructuring um so restructuring those automatic thoughts that you have into more positive ones um it, it obviously includes the growth mindset visual guided visualization it also has a thought journal a um some written affirmations and you have the ability in there and the, and the template to create your own daily routine that will include different steps to help you overcome your fixed mindset and create a growth mindset so if you're interested in that again link will be in the show notes and description and that is my uh, uh my mindset reset toolkit which is only nine pound at the moment so shoving in that little plug there um, the next step is mindfulness meditation. Practicing mindfulness can help you become more aware of your thoughts and feelings without judgment. 
This can help you to observe and accept your fear without being overwhelmed by it. So sitting there and focusing on the now sensations in your body, um, things you can hear, that sort of thing, really, really helps with overcoming fear. And on a similar note, deep breathing exercises. When we're afraid, our breathing can become shallow and rapid, which can increase feelings of anxiety. Deep breathing exercises can help to slow down your breathing and calm your nervous system. So obviously when you are dealing with something that makes you fearful, you panic, your your palms get sweaty, your heart beats fast, your breath gets shorter, and simply taking that control back to your breath will help have a knock-on effect to calming the rest of you. And because that fear is not creating, it basically that fear is not activating the parasympathetic, the parasympathetic nervous system, then was the autonomic nervous system. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it um, tricks your brain into thinking that that thing obviously isn't causing you a fear anymore and therefore the association won't be there anymore. And um, finally on this one, positive self-talk. Encouraging um, positive self-talk can help to build confidence and reduce anxiety. Repeating affirmations or mantras such as I am capable of achieving my dreams or I am strong and resilient can help to challenge negative self-talk and shift your mindset. Pretty much like the deep breathing exercises, saying those things to yourself helps rewire your brain essentially into feeling a different way. So if you're in the positive self-talk around things, it will release more positive hormones that sort of thing which will make your brain think that all is good so number three visualize your success i am such a big fan of visualization vision boards visualizing as i said the guided visualization you can download um because it really really works so the um visualization 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 is such a powerful and underrated tool it works extremely well when we are trying to reframe our thoughts to see how things could be if we weren't afraid of them so just taking you through something brief on how it works here basically when we create an extremely vivid image in our minds our brains cannot distinguish the mental image from the physical one as if it was you were there experiencing it if we were to see it with our eyes um, hear it with our ears that sort of thing it would know we were there. So the same can be said for imagining sounds, smells, physical touch or taste. So the more senses that we can imagine in relation to what we are visualising, the stronger the thing we are visualising becomes to our brains. So for example, if you were trying to relax and were using visualisation to do so, you can imagine that you're on a beach. You can feel the sun on your skin. You can hear the waves crashing nearby. You can smell the seawater. You could taste the saltiness of the sea air on your lips. You can picture the white sand and the blue sea. And all these things will trick your mind into believing that you are indeed on a beach, which will cause the same reactions in the body, in this case, relaxation, as um, if you were actually there. So when you allow yourself to visibly, vividly envision acting in a new way, your body will feel how it would feel if you were actually there and doing it. So... Some other techniques for visualising success and visualising overcoming your fear can be um, vision boards, as I said. If you don't know what a vision board is, you can basically, um, you can either create it digitally. I like to do that that way where I create um, a PowerPoint 
or one of those sort of Google Sheet, not Google Sheets, what is it? Google, Google Slides or whatever it is on Apple. Sorry, I'm not an Apple user. Um, and then you basically find images that relate to what it is you want to achieve, how you want your life to look when you've achieved what your goals are. And then basically paste those images all over until you make a lovely vision board. You can just, if you look it up, look up basically Google vision boards, you will, um, you'll see exactly what I mean. But you can also do it on, you know, a physical copy of it, either get a pin board or a large piece of white card and print out and stick or cut out of magazines the images and phrases that you want to visualise. And it works in the same way as a guided visualisation would do. You look at those things, you picture those happening, you picture that being your life and it tricks your brain into thinking that that is your life and you act as you would do if that was your life. Um, another side of it is practicing positive affirmations, which um, is is again similar to visualizations. You say those positive affirmations to yourself, and it tricks your brain into thinking that that is actually the case, um, and basically makes you feel better. It's awesome. So, just following going on to the final part is to build a support system. Now, why is it important to have a support system when pursuing your dreams? Well, having people whose opinion matters to you that I addressed earlier on. Um, is so unbelievably important when breaking through your fears and going after your goals. Um, you'll have times, many times, I can assure you, where you will doubt yourself, want to quit, think you can't do it, and you'll need at least one person, although preferably a few, that will reinforce your why and remind you that you can do it. So if you can, tell three to five people that you know will support you, such as your partner, your best friend, your parents, maybe a, a, a child, one of your children, um, that sort of thing, um, what you're planning on doing and that it is something that really freaks you out and you'd love for them to support you emotionally and keep you accountable. Honestly, if I didn't have my husband and my daughter being my cheerleaders in what I'm doing, I would have quit ages ago. The amount of times imposter syndrome set in, um, just general panic and anxiety over it is set in and they have just been there encouraging me, pushing me forward and beating back my imposter syndrome. So it's really, really important. Um, another way you can do this is through online communities. I'm, as I said, a member of the Female Entrepreneur Association and they keep me going so much. I can't even tell you they're the most amazing, supportive community. Um, the sort of community I really hope to create myself, um, where it's just a load of people in it who just really, really support each other. They bounce ideas back off each other. They help each other with issues and problems and it just motivates you. So I would recommend following accounts of people that inspire you and motivate you and they will be associated groups. Join them. A lot of time they will have groups associated with webinars and masterclasses and workshops, the free ones, um, and you'll get a community that way. It's so amazing. I highly, highly recommend doing it. So we've reached the end of this inaugural episode of the, um, I was going to say She Means Business, wrong one, uh, <laughs> the Dreamers Setters and Go-Getters show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have um, and will take on board everything I've said in this episode and go after your goals, overcome your fears and pursue your dreams. I will be here next week with an ap another episode, Monday, 6 o'clock p.m. UK time, which I believe is 1 o'clock in the afternoon um, Eastern time and 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. So I will see you next week. Have an absolutely amazing week. 
and take care of yourself. Bye.